0: Fun crazy, not creepy crazy, on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
1: The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more.
0: The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you'll know
1: The Riley and Kimmy Show
2: It's a Friday! Welcome to episode 1015. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello everybody! Hello everybody! everybody. everybody.
1: everybody. everybody.
2: everybody. <laughs> Hi! Hi! I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. And one of those sane spectators right next to me, and that's Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. You made it to a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. And I I hope you're energized and ready to go for this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh Uh-huh. And if you're joining the Riley and Kimmy Show for the the very, I mean, like, I can really say it, the very first time. That's a mouthful there, you know. That's all. <laughs> folks. Okay. If you're joining it for the very first time, the Riley and Kimmy Show offers a daily pop culture nerd episode. Escapism. Pop culture escapism. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now, especially in Florida. That's without saying. And if you need a way to escape and you still have the power to do so, well, we're here for you. And we're for all over planet Earth for those who love the world of geekdom. Nerdum and things like that. We talk about comic books, TV shows, movies, DVDs, nostalgia, old-time radio, collecting. It, it's just a variety show for nerds. That's what mm-hmm. the Riley and Kimmy show does, right? Kimmy, be the best way yes. to describe it. And mm-hmm. you can find archived episodes, interviews that we have, videos, you can find those, photos, stories, all on our website. And our web address is rileyandkimmy.com. And when you're there, check out our social media links. You can friend, follow, and like us on social media. We'll do the same right back with you. It's also a good way to find out where we will be next. Okay? Mm -hmm. What place will we be at next? It's the best way to find out is through, like, Twitter and Facebook and other things like that. Mm -hmm. We would love for you to follow and like the Riley and Kimmy Show. And we will follow right back. Kimmy. How would you like to play nerd and pop culture geek trivia? Oh, yes, please. She can hardly restrain herself. She loves playing nerd and pop culture geek trivia. You can play along with her if you'd like to. By the way, keep in mind, Kimmy, you do have one lifeline here to use from artist cool as heck. You've managed to do a couple of episodes back to back without using that lifeline. Okay. Let's see if we can make it a third episode without using that lifeline. That'd be quite remarkable. I think it'd be great. Perfect. In a way, it would be cool, if you will, if that could happen. Here we go. It's a Friday, October 7th. Moving over to the almanac. We're going to stay away from mathematics, geometry, geology, and geometry, and most history questions for Kimmy. These will be all nerd and pop culture related for her. So get ready to play along at home. Here we go, Kimmy. On this date in 1939, Kate Hopkins' Angel of Mercy was heard for the first time on CBS radio. It was 1940, Portia Faces Life debuted on NBC, radio that is. It was 1956, a U.S. House subcommittee began investigations of alleged rigged TV quiz shows, causing, in my opinion, quiz shows to get kind of boring for a while. That's where you find things like, to tell the truth, what's my line, some boring shows. If you watch buzzer TV, they show some of those. They were, re- I mean, you won like on those shows, like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that wasn't just what was, bo- they, they were boring. Some of those shows. I mean, they were really boring. Watch those. I love game shows. And really, if you have a student or a love of game shows, they didn't really start getting them back to fun, in my opinion, until you started having like the prices, right? Coming back and match game and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the height of game shows like the 1970s. Yeah. Gambit, Tic Tac Doe. Remember those? Joker's Tattleteo. Wild. Yeah, Joker's Wild. Yep. Price is Right, which is still there. Mm-hmm. And let's make a deal. Let's don't forget about that one with the host, Monty Hall.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, I wasn't really into Password, were you? No. Eh, eh. What about the Pyramid? I think it was 10,000 at first. Mm hmm. You liked the Pyramid, didn't you? Mm, yeah. yeah. Pyramid was okay. Uh huh. Trying to think of it. Was there any others? Were we missing any? Did you say Match Game? Yeah, I did. Okay. I love Match Game. Hollywood Squares. Oh, forgot that one. I'll take Paul Lynn. <laughs> well, that he was one that everybody always went to. It was like Paul Lynn on that show, and then on Match Game it was who? The one everybody when they had to have that, you know, the end question to win the bonus round, they would they have to select one celebrity to match with. Who they usually go to? Mm. He, he was one that he usually matched with most people. Okay, that was, um, oh wow. Yes, he would end From, up. From uh, Family Feud. He would end up hosting. Richard Dawson. Feud. That's right, Richard Dawson. It's interesting you didn't say Hogan's Heroes, but yeah, Richard Dawson. Remember that, love that show too. And then of course, Wheel of Fortune comes in that time period, mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah, those were shows, man. Mm-hmm. Daytime TV, mm-hmm. game shows, loved them. Yep. And Truth or Consequences. Mm-hmm. That was nighttime, I think. Yeah, six o'clock. Like in syndication. All right, Kimmy, moving away from game shows, it was 1957. RCA Victor announced that they had already received 500,000 advanced orders for Elvis' Christmas album in 1957 on this date. Mm. That's a lot when you think about the time period. Mm hmm. Must have had to, you know, send in your postcard or something back there. You couldn't order, you couldn't just, uh, you know, go online and be sitting in your underwear. And click. Oh, not that I do that. And order something, you know. Mm-hmm. But you you actually had to lick a stamp and yeah, and send it in and order it. Five hundred mm-hmm. thousand. Nineteen fifty-seven. It was nineteen fifty-eight. The United States manned space flight project is renamed to Project Mercury. See, we didn't ask you that one. You yeah, know, we we're we're playing fair here. Here is really your first question, Kimmy. It's a music question. It was on this date in history, nineteen sixty-three. The album. Was released for this group. Identify the group. This is one of the songs. As a matter of fact, the title of the album is this song here. Tell me who this is.
0: 1963 is the date. She's my little, little
2: All right, Kimmy, who is that? The Beach Boys. That's right, 1966. Do you know the name of the album? Little Deuce Coop? That's it, Little Deuce Coop. It's paying attention. Yes, uh, Yes, you were. 1967, due to a dispute over a hotel bill, Cass Elliott spent the night in a London jail. Hmm. No, they did not have ham sandwiches for her, Kimmy. Okay. All right. It was it was it was on this date, nineteen sixty-seven. The Beatles refuse an offer to play Shea Stadium for one million dollars. Okay. In nineteen sixty-seven dollars. Think about wow. that. Wow. They said, uh, no. It was on this date, Kimmy. The Motion Picture Association of America adopted the film rating system that ranged from G to X. What year did? G to X going into effect. 1970. 1968. Okay. So on this date, 1978, this song was released. Tell me the name of the song and tell me the group. Here is your audio clue. <laughs> All right, Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. Hold the line. That's correct. By whom? Toto. That's correct. One of my favorite songs from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So on this date, the Rolling Stones appeared on Saturday Night Live the very first time. What year? 1983. 1978. Okay. It's so on this date, the time made their live debut. When did that happen? When did they take the stage for the first time? A live debut. 1980. Close enough. We will give that to you. It was 1981. No leeway on this one, Kimmy. Give me the year the Fox News Channel began broadcasting. 2005. 1996. It was on this date, 2003. In California, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor in a recall election. 2003, Randy Quaid received a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. 2004, Billy Bob Thornton got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Birthdays, I don't think you can identify this person. We will not hold it against you if you can. We'll give you an audio clue. He passed away at the age of 71. In 1977, he had a very unusual voice, did a lot of voiceover work, did uh, did voice work in cartoons like Disney's Robin Hood. He played Friar Tuck and he did commercials, voiceover work like for cornflakes and things like that. He also appeared in Batman, the TV series of Batman, 1960s Batman. He played Santa when they're walking up the wall and he pops out and says, Merry Christmas to everybody. Also in two episodes of The Twilight Zone, one called Hocus Pocus and the other, which really stands out, called Frisbee. That's where he tells tall tales and ends up being abducted by aliens because they believe his tall tales. See if you can identify this birthday person and their very unique voice.
0: Man, the last time I saw anything that looked like you, I'd been four days on the corn jug and even what I thought I saw looked better than... You do now. Say, tell me, are the girls where you come from, do they look like you too? Well, one thing I'll say about you, you
2: sure are built hard. Who is he? Do you know? He did westerns. He did all kinds of things. I met him when I was a child. Very, very little. I was taken to a play that he did, and I met him. Mm-hmm. It's right on the tip of my tongue. He played a Thomas O'Malley cat too, and no. the Aristocats. No, no he did he not. Didn't? No. Not him. No. No, no, no. no. Not him. No. No. I am wrong. Ooh. Ooh. Not that person. No. I am wrong. I don't know then. It's not Thomas O'Malley or Blue. It's not the guy who did uh, Blue either. No. Okay. It's okay. Not. Sorry. No, not. I'm wrong then. That... I'm on the wrong track. The name is Andy Devine, and it's his birthday today. He passed away at the age of 71 in 1977. And I saw him, as I said, I was very little, extremely little. I do remember very well, you know, him, um, me, me meeting him. Right. Okay. It was like, you know, I, I didn't know who he was, which is interesting. I remember, like, probably, it's a child's mind, and maybe a year later or two, I would see Westerns and things that were run on, you know, like Saturday afternoons or Sundays, and I would hear him. And it's like, oh, I met him. So it stayed in my mind. Okay. And that's, that part's kind of a cool part. Oliver North having a birthday today. Kimmy, how old is Oliver North? 67. He is 73 years old. Kevin Godley of 10CC, Godley and Cream, 71 today. David Hope of Kansas celebrating a birthday, 67. This guy, let's see if you can identify him from his list of music hits. Starting in 1982, he yielded a string of top 10 singles, including Hurts So Good, Jack and Diane, "Crumblin' Down, Pink Houses, Lonely Old Night, Small Town, ROCK in the USA, Paper and Fire, and Cherry Bomb. He has amassed 22 top 40 hits in the United States. In addition, he holds a record for the most tracks by a solo artist to hit number one on the Hot Mainstream Rock Tracks charts. That's with seven of those. And has been nominated for 13 Grammy Awards. Winning only one. Who is it? John Mellencamp. That's correct. How old is John Cougar Mellencamp today? 54. He would love you. You know that? He is 65 today. Okay. And he's also the founder or co-founder of Farm Aid. You would not know who this is. Christopher Norris. You have no idea who that is, do you? Mm -mm. Actress Christopher Norris. That's correct actress, Christopher Norris. You might know her from the TV series Trapper John M.D. She played the nurse, Ripples. That's who it is. Do you remember that show at all? She's having a birthday today. That's why we didn't really force that on you as a question. She's 63. Well, this individual, according to TV Guide, was named number 10 in their 2013 list of the 60 nastiest villains of all time, Time Magazine, named this person one of the 100 most influential people in the world. And he has been a judge on a couple of TV shows of talent. Even created some shows. Can you tell me who that is? He was part of American Idol. Mm, Simon Cowell. That's correct. How old is Simon Cowell today? Um. Fifty one. Fifty seven years old today. Okay. Moving over to the last birthday, Kimmy. Tony Braxton having a birthday. How old is Tony Braxton? Forty eight. She's forty-nine, so we'll give you that one. You did an excellent job today, Kimmy. You did a fantastic Thank job with, with the trip. You didn't have to use your your uh your get out of jail for free card, wow, basically. I'm doing pretty good this week. Fantastic. Way to go. What I think we'll do right now is focus on something that is part of the almanac with the Golden Age of Radio.
1: Radio, radio still
2: you. And that's a Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we can go back in time to the Golden Age of Radio, we do that, we focus on it. And it's, you know, sometimes it's comic book things like, you know, cartoons that became movies that became radio shows or, you know, became radio shows and movies or might be detective shows, might be comedies, or it could be mysteries, could be suspense kind of shows, fantasy, or it could be things like this one. This one's out there a little bit. On this date, October 7th, 1940, Porsche Faces Life, the radio show was picked up by CBS Network. The show would bounce back and forth between CBS and NBC several times, with post-serials remaining as a sponsor through its 13 years on radio. Now the story's about Portia Blake, a widowed attorney, raising her 10-year-old son while fighting crime and corruption in the small town of Parkersburg. Doesn't that sound like fun? Mm. But think about it. 1940, a female attorney. Wow. So they are ahead of themselves, if you yeah. think about that. I think that's really cool, that part. And she fights crime. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that that really is. And I think, if I remember correctly in the storyline, she's looking for the killer of her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a sample of that show, an episode from August 10th, 1945. Here's Portia Faces Life on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: Portia Faces Life. It was just an ordinary plane, Portia told herself. They flew over the apartment often on their way to LaGuardia Airport. Why then had she suddenly felt cold and slammed the window on the sound of it? And why should she remember an April afternoon, apple blossoms and her husband, Walter Manning? It made no sense. Walter was dead. Soon, she'd married Dr. Norman Byron... Someday, if she tried hard enough, apple blossoms would be merely apple blossoms and spring and other seasons. At the same time, not more than 20 blocks away in a room at Dr. Byron's clinic, Kathy stares at the man before her and says, stammering,
1: You're Walter. Walter Manning. But you... You can't be.
3: Just the same I am, Kathy. No,
1: I won't believe it. This is something that I... Just wishing doesn't make things happen... It's not my fault. Believe me.
3: what on earth are you talking about?
1: Nothing. What I was saying, it was just the shock of walking in the door and coming face to face with you like this.
3: Like this? Is it as bad as that, Kathy? Have I really changed so much?
1: You've changed. Yes. So thin and... I don't know.
3: Your face. A few weeks of eight hours sleep at night and three square meals a day, and I'll be all right before you know it. Well, I will be. Oh, I'm a little jumpy now, maybe, but there's nothing really wrong with me. Stop staring at me like that, Kathy. I'm not a psycho case. I'm not, do you hear me?
1: I'm sorry, Walter. I didn't realize I was...
3: I was sent here not because of anything serious, but just for the ordinary routine checkup. That's what he told you, isn't it?
1: He?
3: General Bailey, the commanding officer with the Army of Occupation at Stuttgart in Germany. He was the one who got clearance for me and ordered me to be brought here as soon as I reached New York City.
1: And he told you this was just a, a routine checkup?
3: Well, maybe not in so many words, but that's all it is. Well, surely that's what General Bailey told this Dr. Byron, isn't it? I don't know, Walter. Of course you know, Kathy. You're this Byron's assistant, aren't you? At least that's what you said when you came in a few minutes ago.
1: Yes, I am his assistant, but that doesn't mean I'm told everything. Dr. Byron might have received some such word from this General Bailey you mentioned, but if he did, he didn't show it to me.
3: But General Bailey knows I'm not a case for psycho. He must have told Dr. Byron.
1: He might have. I honestly don't know. All I know is that Doctor Byron hasn't the faintest idea you're Walter Manning. He believes you're a sergeant by the name of McDermott.
3: There's a very good reason for the time being, anyway, why I have to use the name McDermott. Oh, but right
1: you... now, all this can wait, Walter. You've had a long, hard trip. You're tired, and the best thing right now is to get you into bed. Then I'll. Sleep.
3: I'm not tired, Kathy. Besides, I couldn't sleep. Oh, Kathy, you don't know what it's like just being home again. There were so many times I thought I'd never make it. Now to feel the ground under my feet to know that this is it. There, you see what happens to me? Just trying to tell you about it gets me all choked up.
1: I can imagine how you
3: feel. Oh, no, you can't, Kathy. Nobody can until they've been through it. Come here. Come here and look, Kathy. What is it? Just look at her.
1: New
3: York City? Yep. Oh, home, but she's beautiful. I never thought so before. But now I love every dirty, crowded, noisy Angela. And out there, Kathy, out there to the west, beyond those lights somewhere, is home. And Portia. Home?
1: You mean Pakistan?
3: What other place is home? Where else would Portia be? I Kathy, this is the end of this sort of thing. Portia's never going to have to wait for me again. I've changed. Do you remember the way I used to be?
1: I don't know. I accept. never
3: was completely sold on the idea of settling down. <laughs> that old routine of nine to five seemed awfully dull to me. Where there was excitement or adventure, that's where I had to be. Well, that's all over now. I'm going back to stay this time, Kathy. And I'm going to buy a part interest in the Herald if I can swing it. And Portia and I are going to have a home and raise a family. (laughs) Yep, I've changed. This time I really mean it. Well, maybe you don't believe me. Maybe you think the way I feel just now is temporary. That once the thrill of being home again has worn off, I'll be on my way again. Not this time Never again
1: If if that's true Then you have changed
3: That's what she's always wanted, Kathy And I've made her wait So long Now she's going to have it Oh, Kathy, I can hardly wait to get back home You hear from her, don't you? I mean, she writes to you
1: Portia? Yes, how is she? Both.
3: She's all right. There's nothing wrong.
1: No, no, there's nothing wrong, exactly.
3: Well, then tell me, how is she? And Dickie?
1: She's... Walter. What's the matter? Walter. That how um... It's just a fire siren. It's
3: just a fire siren. That's all. It's a fire sign. I keep telling you that, Kathy.
1: My arm, Walter. You're me. No, you keep me. saying it. Make me believe it. Don't let me. Don't. Don't. I can't stand
3: it. I'm sorry. No, I'm not crazy. you got to believe that, Kathy just a certain kind of sound when I hear them. This happens. I know about it. Every time I tell myself, I, I won't let it... I won't let it happen. Then it... It's just nerves, Kathy. I'm all right otherwise. Please believe me. Of course
1: it's nerves. And it's worse now than it would be ordinarily because you're tired and hungry. I'm going to order you a tray, and while I'm gone, I want you to get
3: your clothes off and get into will
1: bed.
3: Uh, I won't be before done. you go, Kathy... What is it? Um, this Dr.
1: Byron. What
3: about him? Well, when will I be able to see him?
1: He was planning to see you as soon as you came in, but... Well, something came up suddenly, and he had to leave the clinic.
3: You mean I won't be able to see him before tomorrow morning?
1: Well, he said he'd stop in before going home.
3: <laughs> well, uh... What sort of man is this, Dr. Fire?
1: He'll keep his word once he's given it.
3: No, I mean, is he one of those stiff in personal sizes that make you feel like something out of a test tube, or is he human? He's human
1: enough, I guess. Is he married? What made you ask that question, Walter? Why should you want to know?
3: Well, I thought if he was married, he'd understand why I'm in such a hurry to get this check up over so I can start for home. Look, Kathy, will you tell him that I've got a wife I haven't seen for over a year? A wife I think is pretty wonderful. Will you tell him that, Kathy, and ask him if you'll please hurry.
0: smiles and nods her head, but all the time the muscles of her face feel stiff and wooden. How can she tell him the woman he is so eager to go home to is the same woman who has promised only yesterday to marry Dr. Byron? In a moment, we'll look into next week's chapters, but now, are your mornings all hurry, scurry, and rush? Well, that's all the more reason for getting acquainted with post-40% brand flakes. In just a very few minutes, you can fix and eat a generous serving of this delicious keep-fit cereal with milk and fruit. And you'll have a breakfast main dish that's right for energy and fitness and regularity. In fact, the first of Post-Brand Flakes' three extra benefits is prevention. You see, Post 40% Brand Flakes provide just enough brand to help prevent irregularity due to lack of bulk in the diet. Benefit number two, whole grain nourishment, including B vitamins. Benefit number three, minerals, iron, and phosphorus for good blood and strong bones. What's more, post-brand flakes and milk supply some protein and other important values of ration meat. So every morning, enjoy delicious, unrationed, post-40% bran flakes. Life is swell when you keep well. <laughs> Next week, Dr. Byron sees no resemblance between the pictures of Walter Manning and the gaunt, tired patient who's entered on the clinic's register as Sergeant McDermott. Only Kathy knows, and knowing realizes that for a little while at least, these three are completely at her mercy. This program is brought to you by the world's most popular brand flake cereal, Post Brand Flakes and Post Raisin Brand. The only raisin brand made with Post 40% Brand Flakes. This is George Putnam speaking for Post 40% Brand Flakes and Post Raisin Brand and inviting you to listen again Monday at this same time to Porsche Faces Life. Written by Mona Kent.